Marsha Vaughn, the host of OCHAR's podcast series called The Talk About. Today, I'm meeting with Andrew Bockelman, a customer success manager from Centerlock in Westchester, Ohio. So, Andrew, how are you today? I'm doing great, and thank you for the opportunity to have allowing CenturyLock to come in and uh, and talk with you and your members about to help address some of the questions they may have. Thank you. It is our pleasure, to say the least, and and much needed. Um, I think there are a lot of misunderstandings out there, and maybe some outdated opinions about CenturyLock. So. Yay that you're here. And you're sitting in Westchester, Ohio right now. Is that correct? Yes, Westchester, Ohio, where we have temperatures somewhere between the upper 70s, lower 80s. It's sunny right now, so beautiful weather. Looking forward to that crisp air with the fall coming in and, and looking forward to the football season. Yeah, so. yeah, well, that's great. Well, your weather is actually very similar to ours right now, so that's wonderful. All right, well, let's go ahead and get started. I'd like to just give people a little background on Centerlock. How long has it been around? So we started, and I even have the shirt on today, we just recently celebrated our 20-year anniversary. Okay. So we, we started, it, and our founder and CEO, Scott Fisher, founded the company, had this solution in hand. Or actually, really, it ultimately just stemmed from uh, there was only one lockbox, electronic lockbox in the market. So National Association of Realtors, you know, wanted to provide for their members. So they were looking for an alternative means. And so our CEO and founder of the lockbox system, Scott Fisher, was reached out and worked with National Association of Realtors to re- really create competition in the in the market. So that because uh, the at the time, the costs were just driving up, and, and so as a way to create competition and lower the prices for lockboxes and lockbox systems, National Association of Realtors part with us. So we are owned and operated by National Association of Realtors. Oh, I did not realize that. How interesting. So yeah. do you have any real competition now? Yeah, so, so the original uh, lockbox system that was out there at the time, Supra, uh, is our primary competitor. Okay. Um, you'll see things pop up here and there, but uh, as far as from a, the most comprehensive electronic lockbox system, I would say we, we are starting to kind of push away there. So. Okay. All right. Well, <clears throat> one of the big reasons I'm talking to you today here in September is because the National Association of Realtors has made this safety month. And we are particularly interested in the features of CenterLock that offer not only agents safety, but also our clients. Can we take a few minutes and talk about that? What are the features? And then we'll get into how we can best use those features. Yeah, interestingly enough about that, we have a lot of safety. And um, one primary feature for agents and their own safety Probably a couple of years ago, National Association of Realtors, since they kind of run and operate our board, came to us and said, hey, it's safety month coming up. Let's come out with something. And so we released the agent safety feature a couple of years ago that was kind of pushed and, uh, through National Association of Realtors as, as one to incorporate that into our system. So now we have uh, something that's specifically for the agent that uh, you have contacts and safety contacts that our system will communicate with uh, and and. Uh, to let them know and make them aware of your safety, to send you messages and things like that. We also have uh, features in our system for 
ensuring the safety of your clients. We've really grown to, and I think one of the things we've heard is, is we want the you know, showings and things like that, the scheduling to dictate when the outlock box is open. So we've done some integrations with some of the showing service vendors okay. and partner with them so that, that really our lockbox will be controlled by scheduling and showings. Um, and kind of lock them up so that not just anybody can go in there. Other things are you get instant notifications. When a key compartment's open, you get the instant notifications, and that instant notification can be texted to the clients so that they're aware when their lockbox in their house is open, they're, they know about it. Hmm. All that, the reporting. Is, I'm yeah. sorry, is that something that you have to opt into when you're setting it up, or is that an automatic? So when you assign a lockbox to a listing, uh-huh. you'll notice notice a button under that once the assignment is confirmed that says more settings. And so if you click on more settings, there's an option to put in a cell phone number for an individual to have them get the text notifications on when the lockbox is open, they would get that notification. Okay. Okay. So outside of the Integrations we're creating with uh, showing vendors and the notifications that you receive from our system. We also do uh, credentialing. So our system makes sure that only valid licensed agents are getting into the lock boxes and listings. So those are all kind of things to ensure the protection of the homeowners and your clients as well. So I bet somebody has told you a story about how this helped them. I was at a show one time and a, a lady came up to me and said, hey, I love the agent safety feature that you have in your system. She told me this story where she was uh, meeting with a client. Normally, she does the pre-scanning of a coffee or something like that. For whatever reason, this one time she didn't. They kind of drive out to the property, and the and, and her client's like, go ahead and park around. You can park around the back, and there's like the door lockboxes on the front of the door. So immediately, red flags are going off her head. Oh, and she she's like, I need to do something and discreetly, but not make it too crazy obvious. So she goes, opens the lockbox, puts her phone in the pocket, and then next thing you know, she gets a call from one of her safety contacts. They're saying, you're okay. And so she's having this side conversation and just you know hangs up the phone and tells her client, hey, I've got an emergency to come up. We got to go and end this. And, and so she can kind of discreetly move, remove herself from the situation. So the, the way our safety feature works is when you open the lockbox, it starts this timer and it kind of checks in with you and you tell if you're okay. Well, if you just take your phone and put it in your pocket, Time will run its course, and then it sends a, a, a notice out to your safety contact saying, hey, you, you didn't respond, here's your location. So it tells them when things happen, where you're at, that way they can either, either at least go to you or reach out to you to make sure and check in with you and make sure you're okay. So we better keep our safety contacts up to date. Yeah, yeah. And, and keep- does Center, like I can't remember, uh, do you allow <clears throat> room, is there room for more than one safety contact? Yeah, the, the funny thing about this story, you could put it up to, I think, maybe 10 contacts in there. But the funny thing about this story was this lady had her brother and her husband uh, on her contacts and only her brother called her back. <laughs> so you can imagine the, the tension. So the people you put in there, you want to make sure they're going to be oh, responsive. And, and, Thank you for and, saying that because my husband, I'll have to take him off that list <laughs> because he's impossible right. to reach. So, yeah, that's a really important point. And also, I imagine putting your broker in charge as one of the contacts might be a good idea, too. Yeah, really. I mean, it, it is something that, you know, is it is it realistic for every situation? Maybe not be. But you could have a buddy network 
And if you have people that you let know you're going out to show this pro, you know, these three properties today, and then you just let the safety timer go and run its course and, and have notifications go out to your, your partner system so that they know you're, you're where you're going to be. And it kind of leaves that bread, breadcrumb trail behind yeah. Uh, yeah. of where you've been throughout the day so that everybody knows you made all your stops so in case they're trying to find or what have you mm-hmm. uh, track you down. It can be a multi-purpose really thing if you want it to be. But the ultimate intent is there's ways that our system notifies your counterparts in the case that you can't respond and when you open lock boxes or you can use it in different ways as I just suggested. Yeah, we were just talking about that in a sales meeting this morning that we know it's a really bad idea to meet with a new client that you know nothing about, even if you've Googled them. In, in a place where nobody's around. But every once in a while, somebody forgets or is in a hurry and that happens. So, But Andrew, you just gave me a good segue into the next question, which is, I, I think, based on talking to the number of realtors that I have about Centerlock, I think your biggest hurdle is that people are afraid of being in a rural area and not being able to get into that box. And and I think some of this, this is based on the fact that you and I have talked previously about this, some of it comes from agents who have been doing this a long time and were encountering problems before some of the updates that you've made or some of the the tips that I think you're about to give us. So what do we do when we're in rural areas where there is poor reception? Yeah, so, so the lockbox, when that blue light's flashed on it, that's that means it's broadcasting a Bluetooth signal. And then your phone, when you open the app, it, it's and you wake the lockbox up, the two start connecting and, and talking through Bluetooth. That's okay. really the only thing that's really required to, for the two, the phone and the lockbox to talk. Uh, and to get the key compartment open. And what for, happens for Bluetooth to work, you're not relying on any kind of Wi-Fi connection. Okay. No, you don't. So so for Bluetooth to work, it's just the phone and the and the lockbox. All the Wi-Fi and cell data. Uh-huh. Quite honestly, if you go to one of these rural areas and it has zero where it says no service on your phone, uh-huh. the lockbox will open just like that. Because it doesn't, it's not trying, it, the, the phone sees that, hey, I've got no cell phone. I can't pull any data. I can't talk to the lockbox and pull all the information that we need to keep the logs update and everything like that. So it's not trying to perform those tra- transactions and download those little packets from the lockbox. So when there's actually no service, you'll see a much quicker connection to open up the lockbox. Okay, interesting. So, so one of the things that, you know, with that in mind, same thing, like when you get on an airplane, you put your phone in airplane mode, it shuts down Wi-Fi, it shuts down cell data, that'd be mimicking that kind of no service area. And so if you put your phone in airplane mode, you can open the lockbox and, and the phone's just going to say, hey, lockbox open, and the lockbox just opens right away. So it's a much faster experience in those situations. Okay. What, what really should happen is when you go to connect to a lockbox in, in an area, You'll see retrieving lockbox info, and it's like the spin wheels, what it's common, commonly referred to as. And that should happen for about 25, 30 seconds before it fails over and then just opens the key compartment. Well, if you're having trouble with those experiences, I recommend just close out of the app, put your phone in airplane mode, reopen the app, open the lockbox. Well, we, we have got to get that tip out to, to everyone. 
I'll uh, spread the word as much as I can. <laughs> and hopefully sure. all of our listeners uh, listening today uh, will also spread the word. Some people have said you can get a one-day code. Sure. So that's one of the one of the key primary benefits of our lockbox system is that you can give somebody a code. You can generate a, a one-day code for somebody up to 14 days in advance. So if you need to get in my lockbox 14 days from now, I can get you a code for that specific day. And and now we have, I don't know if every you know you're familiar with the Sentry Guard lockbox, which is the new lockbox we've rolled out, and you'll see it, you know, coming into the market more and more. But that one, that one's not only just a one-day code that works for the full day, the codes you can generate for Sentry Guard actually time specific. I can generate you a code that says you only get access to my lockbox from two to three o'clock today. Uh, and so wow. it gets a little more wow. stringent. Uh, and the requirements as as yeah, far as when think, you can use the code. I, I imagine certain clients would love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. If I'm out showing properties and I come to a house that I have an appointment at and it's a center lock box and I get in, I show my clients around and then we leave and then we're looking at other homes in the same neighborhood and a half hour later they say, oh, we want to see that other place again. Can I go back for a second visit? I think I know the answer to this, but <laughs> I want to hear you say it. I mean, if you're really talking about in terms of how our operate op, lockbox operates, yes, uh -huh. you can go back and open the key compartment. However, you you still need to follow all the rules. You need to follow for the local MLS and, and showings. So if you need to schedule an appointment, whatever the rules are for the, you know, showing instructions and things like that, mm -hmm. you know, obviously follow that formal trail because there are fines out there. If you just go back to a property and open the key compartment, whenever, you know, whenever you really want. Yeah. So follow the rules, but ultimately yeah. our lockbox will let you back in multiple times within a day. Okay. Well, certainly in North Carolina, I know that we're not supposed to do that without making another, uh, another appointment. So thank you for that. I'm curious, how many states are you operating in? Sorry, I didn't give you a warning about yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's that's quite all right. I mean, we have coverage in most states, and, and quite honestly, even as far out as Hawaii and Alaska. Oh, so, okay. um, Canada, cool. we operate in Canada, so we have and okay, so down in Florida. Yeah, yeah, we okay. we cover all all extreme climates. Um, our lock boxes hold up in any weather. And most states in the U.S., we at least have an account. And I'm trying to think of a state where we wouldn't. So I guess I'd have to go the reverse like that and say, <laughs> let me think of somewhere we, we aren't. So that's okay. It, I, that was just my curiosity. But I think the the point being that you've been doing this a long time, and you've been doing it across the country and now even in other countries. So your expertise, it speaks for itself based on those facts. Andrew, do we need to update the CenterLock app on occasion? Or will you let us know when we need to do that? Yeah, so that, that question comes up in a couple of different contexts. So if you look back to the days where you used a card and not and not specifically the app, people would say, do I need to update my card? Which by that they were meaning, do I need to renew it? Do I need to update the credentials on it? So if you're talking in terms of updating credentials, uh, our system does daily checks. So you have to kind of check in with the app once a day. So to for the system to say, okay, your, your credentials are updated, you're a valid agent, you can go out and show. If I don't okay. use it for two or three or four days, 
and I don't have showings today, I don't need to check in with it. That's not a big deal. But before you go out and show your property, it's always good just to open your app for the day. Make sure you hit that home screen. It credentials you for that day. And then when you get out to those rural areas or wherever you're going, you shouldn't experience any problems. Can you back up just a bit and talk about hitting your home screen and basically making yourself legit for that day? Yeah. So when you open the app, um, you'll see uh, like kind of a picture of a keypad, like the lockbox keypad on there. And Uh there's the, the button that says view nearby properties, touch and show towards the bottom. Uh, Right below the keypad image, there's a green check mark. If you see that, that tells me, that tells me and you that you're good. Your credentials have been validated on our system. Okay. I'm, I'm opening mine up as you speak. So thank yeah, you. So the, yeah, that, that part is an update. But as far as like the updating, like the version of the app, that's something that when we roll out new features and things like that, you obviously to get the best and most, you know, the most greatest and latest, you'll, you'll have to update your app. But a lot of people have that set to auto update okay. um, through their own, you know, I, through the iPhone or something like that. Okay. Does this work any differently on iPhones versus Androids? The, the, the renewing your credentials and everything like that, it still has the green check mark. It still has a, a lot of the visual same experiences when you open the app from the home page. Really, there's really minor differences. Like uh, if you have an iPhone, you'll see the home button and the message center icons and things like that at the bottom. Okay. With Android, those are presented at the top, but functionally the app, you know, works the same way between the two versions. And what about replacing or charging the battery? Um, so so our, our, our system, you know, it's not something that really necessarily needs to be re- routinely done. We have built in notifications within the lockbox. So if, if I were to go to your lockbox and open it up and, and, and the, the lockbox says, hey, I, I got a low battery, it's going to push that notification through to the listing agent assigned to that lockbox so that they get that notice and says, hey, your battery's low. Usually when you get that notification, you have a little bit of time, but certainly want to kind of take urgent action to, to get to uh, the local association or MLS office to pick up some batteries. And uh, they have the tools there necessary to swap them out if you do happen to get a low battery notice. Okay. What about, uh, let's say a home has been listed for a year and the lock box has been on that front door for that long without mm-hmm. many showings? So our, our lock boxes have like kind of conservation modes. So they they might you know wake up and to check and see if there's any activity or recent activity. But ultimately, they're just staying there on the property asleep. So we reduce the amount of battery conserved. So battery life for our lock boxes we usually anticipate like around the you know five to seven years worth of life. Uh, okay. And that's for lock boxes that you know, are. are you know, on properties and, and in use and things like that. For our newer Century Guard lock boxes, we have we we anticipate more closer to the ten uh, year mark. And and even on those, there's a little button uh, on the Century Guard lock box to where if the battery dies, there's a, a backup battery act- activator button so that you can hit that, take the action you need to, need to take, and and not have to worry about a lock box being dead on a property and having to get tools and things like that to open it up. The newer version of Sentry Lock is called? It's called Sentry Guard. What is Sentry Key? Sentry Key is our application. Okay. 
if you've got an older center lock, should you mm -hmm. be rushing out to get the new center guard? I, I think there's a, a ton of great features uh, with the Sentry Guard lockbox. Uh, those are even more secure. Their shackle diameter is bigger. The attack resistance is higher. Um, the, the codes that you can do and generate for the Sentry Guard lockbox, they're they're more time-specific and even give you more flexibility with the duration of how good, how long the code can work for and the same code for an agent or for a contractor going in and out, you know, if they need to get in, you're getting out for seven up to 30 days, really, you can give them the same code that uh, is used on that lockbox for that duration. So that does sound um, like a great idea. So those are some of the main, you know, kind of main hitting points uh, of the Sentry Guard lockbox. Uh, but ultimately, uh, I think you'll realize a lot more features and the where the future development is going would be tailored towards something like that. Okay, good to know about, thank you. So my last question for you is one that I know um, your organization has been working on and that it's not just up to you guys, but that's the issue of reciprocity. So a lot mm -hmm. of us in the triangle belong to the TMLS and then we also belong to regional MLS. Let me be quiet and let you talk about what that means for those of us who are in both of those memberships. Yeah, it's it's uh, really kind of nice. We just uh, within the last year or so, I'm trying to think the specific date. You know, Triangle wants to work with all their partners, and they realize that you know people there. You know, there's kind of like a more shared environment coming along. Uh, down the down ahead, so they've worked with North Carolina Regional. That's, that's come a up good with way a, of putting it. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Our members will like that. A more shared environment. That's wonderful. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so they have they have a cooperative agreement with North Carolina Regional, so that agents that are part of the TMLS and North Carolina Regional can have that reciprocal access. So all that's in place today. Uh, you know, I think there was a period where I was working with some of your counterparts to get some people who may not have been uh, initially set up. We we should have someone that's a member of both set up. But if you are running into problems for one reason or another, feel free to reach out to your local, you know, your MLS that uh, you belong to, or obviously both of them, but reach out to one of, one of the MLSs and they can certainly point you in the direct, right direction to get you the access you need uh, across those two boundaries. Okay, that's great. Great advice. Well, Andrew, I can't thank you enough for being with us today. Is there anything else you want our agents to be aware of as it relates to Centerlock? Oh, there's, I could go on talking forever, but <laughs> hey, <sure. laughs> we'll, we'll keep it, we'll keep it specific to what, okay. you know, the things that, that we hear about most and hopefully we've done a good job at least uh, conveying that uh, and Absolutely. the message that, You've hey, explained we explained things well. And as, as things um, advance for you and changes are made, please come back and talk to us again, because this is really, this is continuing education that you're offering us and it's very valuable. Well, that sounds great. And, and again, thank you for having us. Uh, we're always looking to improve and, and make sure that everybody has access to the best technology, right? Because yeah, yeah. It, it, as long as you're using electronic lock boxes, uh, you know, I, I feel good about that. And, yeah, and it and doesn't leave anything open to, to risks. And I, I think for the safety of our agents, the protection of the homes that we're selling, I think center lock is the way to go. Well, thank you. And I believe so too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
All right. Well, you take care. Good luck to the Buckeyes. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. We well, will talk soon. Thank you, Andrew. Right. Thank you so much. 